Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Fitness Unfiltered. I'm Jocelyn Thompson-Rule and today I speak with the amazing, did you hear that? Amazing Dora team. Now Dora is a Nike running coach. She is the founder of Ultra Black Running and she does a ton of other incredible stuff in between. I feel very honored on this episode because after we finished recording, because I always record this intro after I've done the episode, so I know what to say in the intro, Dora said that actually she had never talked so much about how she got to where she is. And for anybody who thinks that they don't have the experience, they don't have the talent, they don't have the whatever it is they think they need to get to where they want to go, Dora's story is for you because it seems like she has literally skipped her way to success which she hasn't but she's just done it with this energy that you will hear when you listen to the show so I hope you enjoy it she is incredible and also a complete style queen which we discuss as well and how that happened too so she is incredibly random which she she has called herself that on the actual podcast and is fabulous within all of her randomness so i hope you enjoy the show as ever please do leave a review on itunes if you do and i will catch up with you soon Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well. Thank you. In lockdown number three, uh, still in January, but it snowed at the weekend. So there was some joy to be had, even if for a moment. Yeah, I mean exactly number three but may this be the last we hope um but tell the people who you are if they have not been introduced to the lovely auntie d yet oh yes uh, hello everybody my name is dora atim also known best known as auntie d i am a nike running coach and a youth mentor Amazing, amazing, amazing. And what do both of those things entail? So my running coaching role with Nike isn't always just telling people to run. It's mainly working on different projects around encouraging people to run and talking about different aspects. So it could be, you know, running through the winter to making sure your skincare is on point when you're outside in these biblical weather conditions. and also looking cute because you know this is this is to be discussed (laughs) yes carry on (laughs) and my role as a youth mentor so I work with various companies um one including Nike and amazing Badu Sports we are working with young black and Asian women to you know either pursue their career in sports or a career or like an athlete for their country wow that's huge yeah, you know, it's the first time I've actually said that out loud. Um, so I'm like, oh my goodness, wow. So that's that's my main thing at the moment. Amazing. And tell me a little bit more about Badu and and you know what that looks like and what's the what's the day to day in that because that's I mean the work that you're doing there is fantastic. Yeah, definitely. So they have we the project's called Level Up, 
and it does exactly what it says on the tin we're leveling up and we have amazing amazing women on this program who currently play sports who are studying sports and it could be you know sports coaching sports science journalism it's so broad and what it is at the moment is they're on a six months journey to basically just taking that next step into their career or sporting journey and it's just basically matching them with and giving them the tools that they need to do so so whether that be you know connecting people with internships or current roles or strength sessions with performance coaches to you know maintain their fitness and obviously motivation drew during this lockdown lots of stuff going on but it's so you know those things that just give you so much life absolutely just loving it at the moment I think that's what's keeping me going the most during this real hard time and that's so broad because I mean just just the things that you said there like how you're matching up how do you even start with that? Like, so I know, you know, of Badoo and they, they also run kids camps, right? As well. Yes. Yeah. Is that right. Yeah. Badoo, yeah. Yeah. And how do you go about a, I guess, you know, well, of course, I'm sure you'll find out their needs from, you know, talking to them, but, but then what is that process from going, right? Well, this is what, this is the support that this person needs. Let's, let's make these connections here. This is the support and support that this person needs. Let's like that, that seems to be a really vast task. I'm trying to get my head around it. Yeah. Do you know, when I first heard of the process, I was like, wow, that's very, very tough. And we have a group of mentors on the program. So myself included. And we have a uh, from Nike. We have Benny Bonsu, who is the director of content for the Olympics. And, we, and obviously Mr. Badu himself, the legend. And I think everybody just uses their you know network to provide opportunities and things just actually pop up funny enough we obviously know the girls needs pop ups so i think people have been provided with an experience an opportunity with sky sports and then when things pop up and then we have people who work for like chelsea football club and you know small bits will just pop up here and there and you know you just got to kind of just be ready to grab it with both hands and we're currently and then we work with a company called Arite performance who Tom, he's amazing strength and conditioning coach, and he's like helping us draw up an entire program for the girls to use to maintain fitness and get more strong. Um, just think, you know, when it comes to when the world is open and you know national trials are about to start, these girls will be ready to you know take that leap and go forth. But yeah, it's just, it's just basically keeping your eyes and ears open. <laughs> Yeah, and it's nice that you say actually that these things, you know, just pop up, which is, you know, sometimes it just feels like when the intention is put out there and then when the energy is directed in the right way that these things, you know, kind of come together, which is which is really nice. And so with so, so this has been a lockdown project, has it? Yeah, so essentially it was to have physical sessions, but we are not allowed to at the moment. So when the streets are open we can then go forward but yeah it's just it's mainly all virtual until it ends around springtime and then we'll be doing obviously pro recruitments and stuff for the next programs to go on and then so they're there for is it six months is that right or longer yeah six months programs yeah six months okay cool and how many like how many girls are in it how do you find them how do you get the information out there so we have around 20 girls at the moment and the recruitment is done via Badu so they'll have like an application process and then an interview process 
and then they are selected by that and those who don't necessarily make it on are either put on to other amazing projects that by Gigi they have so many guys if you have the chance please check them out because they just do so much good and valuable work that you know they are honestly the people's champ um so please check them out if you can but yeah there's other programs that people be uh recommended to or put forward to or if not we just you know say it's not it's not no it's we'll see you soon for something else so no one's ever just told see you later and goodbye yeah yeah so good and how long has Badu been running for do you know I'm not actually sure how long they've been running I met them last year actually well no the year before I met them at a boat party wow. I found out about Back when we used to be able to go to parties, you know, actually were in person. In person, wow! Um, and they were doing like school, lots of uh, activities in schools and the football coaching. I remember that's what drew me in because I was like, wow, my gosh, amazing! Because I was also working in schools at the time as well. And then I just found out a bit more. I kind of just, you know, what I've stalked them all that time. I've just been stalking them, and then you know, here I am today honored to be uh working on a project with them yeah amazing amazing and what what has has driven your interest to go down that road of helping young people in sport what what sparked that I guess like when I think back to when I was in school or yeah when I was like in school teenager going into college and things I just think back to the opportunities that were presented to me and it wasn't that many and you know sports and exercise was something that obviously how do I not frowned upon but I was sort of like that's not my priority right now I'm sure many many people can relate where you know in an ethnic household you know your education is coming first and that's that and then also there was my own confidence and we have you know issues with our body image and things like that and I just sort of like you know I'm not going to focus on that because and also I wasn't that great at anything well I thought I wasn't that great at anything and you know the thought of running just brought the memories I get from being at track and my lungs are on fire and I was super slow so it was like I'm not really that great at anything so I'm not going to pursue pursue it because it was the the perception was if you're not that great and you're not going to excel then there's no there's not much point and that kind of followed me all the way to college and I was sort of like this is not the way because I do want to try it out I, I do want to pursue it as a hobby because I think it's pretty amazing and when I did I was like fantastic I can't believe that I just let this go in school and in college. Um, I want other people to understand that you can literally use sport for anything. It not necessarily means you're going to be an elite athlete. It doesn't mean you're going to be working a sports career. Sports can unlock absolutely anything. And that's and I stand by that. Um, you might realise the fact that, oh, I want to get into coding because you were playing sports. Don't know how that will work, but it does in my mind. But I just think, yeah, so much can be unlocked sport and everybody deserves the opportunity to not just have to do it for PE realize it's it's cool it's okay and it's good for you as well and in a time like now we really need it yeah it's it's absolutely needed isn't it now and I and I do think that certainly for you know I think again during lockdown so many adults have realized you know when they've been you know not allowed to just do their their regular commute, you know, which is movement in itself, just that absolute need to move. And 
I can't, you know, I know that from kind of like, you know, all of my clients' perspectives, whatever, or, you know, family, friends who are, who are just like, yeah, I'm going out for my, I need to go out for a walk. I need to go out and get fresh air. I need to do all of those things. But I can't even imagine, you know, what that feels like for a young person who movement and PE just isn't interesting to them. I, I don't really enjoy PE at school. I don't think none of the, none of the sports that I did were of of interest to me and to be however old 12 13 14 15 16 whatever and not making the switch that you did which is also quite unusual to have gone from oh well do you know what I never really liked it so I'm not going to do it to actually then going no actually I do want to do this I do want to give this a go that that transition that you made is quite an unusual one I think and I think I've heard very few people say what you said in terms of actually no I'm going to give it a go I want to try this because that was that off your own back or, or did you see other people doing it or how did that work you know I think it was kind of a bit of both I started exercising and doing fitness a bit more frequently when I was about 18 and you know that's the time when we were all partying like mad and I was invited to a box size class with a friend and we just kept going because I was like this is amazing but I it took me such a long time to say yes and we just went and had a really good time I was like everybody here is absolutely so good at this they all look like professionals and I don't even know my left from right at this point but had lots of fun and then we got invited to continue to train with the coach which I was a bit like oh okay are you sure <laughs> you might regret this but from then I was like training so like I was training so much and I just remembered like how I was feeling at the time like always felt energized like I was at my fittest I was like my gosh I feel like a new woman and I'm 18 years old and I remember you know I was going through college and thinking about what am I going to do am I going to university I've always wanted to be a teacher my thing was I'm going to be a school teacher and I've been saying this from like when I was in primary school so that was the journey I was embarking on and then as I continue to do boxing I was told to start running and I was a bit like oh why like <laughs> I thought I was like we're doing boxing it wasn't running got anything to do with it and it took me so long to actually get going to start running and I was like you know what? okay let me just try and I was living in West London at the time and I remember going like really late at night because I didn't want anyone to see me because obviously it's quite embarrassing as well because you know you're I'm back to girl who doesn't know what she's doing and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like that girl in school again I kept going I gave I was like you know what this running thing is is hard I don't know how people can do this more than once in a week let alone all the time and you know what every I took small small milestones you know today I can run for 20 minutes tomorrow I can run for 25 rest for a week next week we go again and then I just started you know getting more confident in it it, it didn't necessarily get easier I just got more like okay I'm in control of this situation. Um, so I just, I just kept going. And then I just remember one day I just said, you know what, today we're going to go absolutely hard. I don't know what that means, but we're just going to go for it. And I just remember I just kept running. And I remember very clearly I started like Shepsbush Station all the way up to Marble Arch. And it's like, when you get to like Notting Hill, if my West Londoners are listening, they will know like the incline ain't that pretty it's a, like a creepy one I just remember like oh my god this is so hard 
And then I remember stopping at Marble Arch and I was like, wow, this is, this is mega. Like, this is huge, but I have to get home. And it was kind of like approaching midnight. So I was like, mm, I can't really get on the bus. I kind of, I was like, I got to go home. So I had to just run home. <laughs> and my iPod Nano told me 10 kilometers. And I was like, what in hell just happened? And I was like, I cannot believe I've just run 10K. And I just remember I wanted to tell everybody. Like I tell people, that it's like that whole classic, nobody asks, but I'm going to tell you I ran 10K. And I remember that feeling like, I was like, oh my gosh, I can actually take on anything. Like I can take on absolutely anything. It wasn't the case. But I just felt so amazing. Plus, the thing is, I stuck to my word. I'm very flaky at times. You know, you commit to something, you're like, mm, you think of excuses. And I, and I just didn't allow anything to stop me from going for it. And I just felt so powerful in that moment. And then I just kind of forgot about boxing, which is quite sad. <laughs> and then I just kept running. <laughs> that was it, you <laughs> your love affair with running began but also again like that's quite a unique like I don't know how many people would have been as headstrong as you to be like I'm gonna finish this thing at whatever time it was late at night yeah. you know what I mean yeah I, people would, I would have <laughs> I, I would have gotten that bus I would have jumped in a cab whatever <laughs> and not actually so again that is quite a unique thing I think to just go, right, I'm going to do it. And no wonder you wanted to tell the world that you'd run 10K. Because what had you done prior to that? I think I'd done like two and a half miles before that. Wow. Uh, so it was like a okay. jump. And I was like, I'm going to make sure I do not stop for this entire time. Such a great, I mean, I got in so much trouble when I got home because it was like so late. But I didn't even care. Like, like I just remember my auntie shouting at me. Yeah. Sort of like, nah, she doesn't even get it. So it's fine. Wow. 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 And then, and then what was, so it's obviously boxing was, was then dead to you. So what, how did you then pursue running after, after that? So I was like, I'm going to just keep running. I'm not going to run 10k all the time because that almost snatched the soul out of me. So I'm going to run as much as I can. And it was, it was like twice, three times a week. I would do like 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there uh some days I do like a run walk if I wanted to go a bit longer like plus 40 minutes and that's when I I spotted a Nike run club and they had bright I remember the Pacers had bright yellow t-shirts and when it's like golden hour into sunset that stuff stands out and I realized like wow they look amazing they look like they're having fun I'm gonna join them didn't know how and I was like, I want to join them, but they also look like they're really good at what they're doing. So I don't really know. And most of the time, it took me, I think, a good three, four weeks before I just took the plunge. And I was like, I'm going to join. I stood outside the Nike store in Westfield. And I remember I was hovering, like, just people, what the hell is going on? I was just hovering out the store. And then I remember somebody asked me, am I here to run? And I could not even lie. I was like, yeah I am and I had to just sort of like go in and I was like oh god I'm here now I literally cannot turn back and everyone was just like getting ready to run and everyone was like in running trainers and running kit and I was like people are wearing proper things and I'm not <laughs> I was wearing like and that's part of where my like mad fashion sense comes. I was wearing like mad clothes and I'm listening and now look at you yeah like, excuse me <laughs> I was like I don't even look the part but you know what let's just try it out and it was great. The first run was amazing. I was at the back. 
I held a lot of people up, but people were in good spirits. So, you know, it was a nice vibe. And I, just, and I was just like, wow, this, you know, like-minded people, everyone's like all walks of life. People are talking about half marathons. I was like, what's that? People are talking about PBs. I was like, what is that? I have no idea what anyone's talking about. And I remember someone was like, oh, how many marathons have you done? And I was like, excuse me? Uh, I haven't done a marathon, but I ran 10K like two months ago. And I just remember the person's face was like, oh, cool. I was like, yeah, um, I'm one of you guys. <laughs> and it was just, it was, such, it was such an amazing, like, I remember joining, that was my first time ever running the group. And at the time I was working in a nursery with preschool. And I was like in the process of going to university. So I was working with preschool kids. And, you know, nursery is, is one thing, but it's really not. It's just organized chaos. And it's just you do a bit of this, you do a bit of that. One day you're an artist. The other day you are a musician. The other day you're doing sports in the field. And fantastic job. And I remember I was just like, yes, I'm going to university. I'm going to do my teaching degree, do my postgraduate, and I'm going to be a teacher. And then I, ha- I actually have no idea what happened and how it happened. But I was like, I'm going to apply for a sports degree. And it was scary. The thought was scary because I've not really thought about it before. But I was like, you know, running is really cool. It would be so amazing if I could just like implement this in 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 a school setting. But then I was like, actually, school setting is very much classroom based, and I can't sit down for more than ten minutes. So I was like, okay, back to the drawing board. I could potentially become a sports coach. So you know, I I, I applied to different universities and I was like oh gosh this is like really scary because it's a whole new different world you know I, I don't really know the sports coaching world I have done sports coaching sessions in the past and I volunteered you know since I was like 16 and stuff but I didn't think it was going to be like a I'm going to be working as a sports coach and then I was like you know what? I'm just going to apply and let the universe decide got into my first choice couldn't believe it St Mary's University and as I was doing this degree obviously it was really hard but I was like, wow, like I can pursue my career in education, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in the in the school setting. It can be in the sports capacity. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm enjoying this course a lot. And I found a job as a football coach at the time, random. Football was not my sport. Football isn't my sport. I don't really. I was just going to say, it. football has not featured yet. No. <laughs> like when I talk okay. about stuff that's people, wrong like, people are like you are so random I'm like yes and that's what people don't say. when I say I'm random I really mean it to like from the top of my heart <laughs> so I, love I was working as a football coach while studying university whilst running when I could and I was like yeah you know what this sports thing wasn't for me but I can see now like this thing is for me like I love this it's so amazing no I'm not the fastest no I'm not an elite athlete but I'm passionate enough to, you know, try and spread the word. And yes, I continued to to coach and study. I then found Trek Mafia, Big Up Corey. And that was an experience. So I went to, I went to Trek, you know, first time for everything. Felt like I was that kid at school. Randomly turned up to track, yeah. Randomly turned up. <laughs> I'm to here track. to run. <laughs> and I'm like, here to run. You know, Corey's there in his red and blue, pink and blue. And I'm like, oh my God, everybody looks like some professional runner, man. Like, here we go again, beginner. But you know what? I can't really go home now. So I've got to get going. And I remember just 
dying. This is this is there's just there's a theme through this. You're at that 10k run. Well, I've got to get back home, so I'm just going to no. keep on going. <laughs> Landing at the Nike store. Well, I'm here well, now. You know. I better run at the track. All oh, right, I'm here now. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. Whatever. And I remember completing the warm up. Now, people who have been to Track Mafia before, you know about that warm up, and it's like couple of nice easy laps around the track and you're like oh yeah it's easy yes I can do this and then it's like you kind of sprint the straights and then jog the bends and you're like huh what this is too much and the session was amazing of course I was you know struggling I was, I was like it's just normal but I was like no this is great everyone is super friendly like everyone gets into the zone that's the thing everyone gets in the zone does what they need to do and then it's all like laughter banter in everything in between and I was like yeah this is amazing I can really I can stick with this not sure about all this fast running business but I'm gonna do what I can and but the yeah, bits in between going. I can get behind so Corey was on he came on here uh gosh when was it, it was maybe September time last year something like that maybe earlier than that and he was talking about you know track mafia and sort of how it developed and and you know that whole community piece around it of you know catching up for coffee or whatever beforehand uh, maybe mm. grabbing a bite to eat after and he was saying you know you still have to do the work in between but everything around it is, is joyful <laughs> so um and that's that's also exactly what you've just expressed there as well and that's it is, it's such testament to, I, I mean, I'm just, you know, just thinking about the people that would listen to this, like this is the podcast to listen to for somebody who has never thought that they were in any way sporty and you've always just turned up to something, stayed and did the thing. And of course, we haven't even got to, yeah. to, to, to where you are now in terms of running. So sorry, carry on. I interrupted with Track Mafia. No, and um, so I kept going to Track Mafia and then, you know, the community is like super like friendly and small, well, was kind of small back then and, you know, everyone kind of knows everyone in the running scene and got invited down to a random uh, session and I was like, again, showed up to that and I was just like, oh my God, everyone knows each other, everyone's like really good friends, but again, you know. If I need to, if I want to leave, I have to go all the way upstairs, and I'm not really going to do that because everyone's talking now. So I'm just sit down and in these out. situations <laughs> where you're not able to get out of it. <laughs> Honestly, I think anyone that wants to, anyone that wants to give anything a go, just put yourself in a situation you can't get out of, and you'll be fine. And um, yeah, and you know, so I started running with a random crew, and then with that, you know, we travelled and done races all over and I, I kind of don't really know how I got there because one minute I was training for my first 5k and then next minute I was I got a place for London Marathon so I'm a bit like um where what's going on this is all a bit fast rolling with it though um so I trained for my first 5k which was the Hackney 5k I signed up to it mainly because it was free and I had a good time I and I was supposed to run with a friend and got friend flaked and I had to go by myself and I was like oh my gosh I'm from West London I have to go all the way to Hackney by myself to do this race by myself which I did and I was just like it was such fun but it would have been so nice to have my friend there so you know to this day I want it to her uh without fail I would you know make sure 
my one time you left me to race by myself (laughs) (laughs) so that came and this is when you know the Nike kind of side of things started to play because I did my first 10k which is a Nike women's 10k and I remember in the training season it's like eight weeks or something and they had like an event every week and I just kept going because I was like this is really fun and that's when I started to meet other women that were also training for their first 10k and had not necessarily had been an experienced runner in the past some people have been running for ages some people haven't and it was so nice to kind of relate to people in that sense because you know I always put myself in horrible situations where I'm like oh, I can't get out it was nice to just like someone to be like yeah I'm in the same boat and you're like ah okay so I trained for that went to all their little events and I was just like yeah this is so wicked I can get down with this and again I'm here dressing was was this the 10k was it in 2015 yes 2015 yeah yeah I do remember that one that was that was just after I'd had um a little bit of a while after I'd had Bjorn so I remember going on those training runs but because it wasn't like a huge amount of time sort of post having him I used to go yeah. with the kind of very beginner group and it was I, re- I remember hearing all of their stories of this is my first run or you know like some of them being at the back of the group and just being like am I holding the group back I was like you take your time babes like there's no rush and it, that 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 was such a good vibe that whole I think it was it was an eight-week journey I think um yeah but it yeah it was just so very cool it's yeah and like everyone's stories was so amazing and I just remember you know talking to myself and being like look you've run 10k before it's just do that again (laughs) and but bearing in mind Nike run clubs were up to 10k as well so I was like you know what you're experienced enough so just don't panic you'll be fine and I came to the weeks two race days I think it was like two weeks before and I had to collect my race wristband from Nike store and it's funny because I told him this story the other day and Courtney was the guy who gave me my good old Courtney Fira and gave me my wristband and he said what he said what time are you going to do and I said one hour please and he said no no no, you can definitely do 55 minutes and I was like no like can you give me one hour please so he gave me my one hour I went off, I went off and then came to race day done the race and I'd done 55 minutes and I remember just being like I want to tell Courtney that I run 55 minutes. And obviously now I look like the And I was just like, oh my God, I run 55 minutes. I remember that guy in the store said that I can definitely do 55 minutes. And I told him, no, I can't. But look, I did. Oh my gosh, I've done it. It was such a, just a weird, like euphoric moment. Because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Because I had no expectations. Because I'm like, you know, it's the first time I'm doing a 10K race. So just, yes. And the, the word race just can put on this extra pressure you know oh that's oh I love it I love all of the links and the meetings and the, of all the people who I love so much I love it I love it I love it yeah so when I it's just when I think of where I'm at now and who I'm working with now I'm just like wow it's actually such a unique valuable people I work with I cherish because they've all got they mean something to me yeah yeah and so what so what does that look like now because obviously you know you're not just taking yourself out for a run you're highly influential um on the old Nike running scene now would you like to elaborate on that Dora? Yeah so actually so now I'm actually a Nike running coach wowzers like 
super amazing. Like, I just don't know if someone had told me that that was going to be my reality. I don't know if I, I would like, first of all, running wet. Second of all, you know, it, Nike is one of my, my favourite brands. And it's a huge brand as well. So, you know, I'm like playing with the big dogs here, people. Yeah, so then that looks like, so it's obviously, it's very, very, very vague. We can we do so many different things, you know, from helping people train for races. Um, it could be like their first 510, half marathon, marathon, or it could be recording audio guided runs, which, you know, ne- never have I done before, but you can go onto the Nike Run app and uh, listen to my dulcet tone coach you through a run. So yeah, that's that's what I'll be doing. So good. But the, I just, people who are listening, can you hear this? Like Dora was dragged running somewhere <laughs> and then is now like a coach, like, you know, does guided, you know, audio runs on the, on the app just for effectively showing up and somehow not being able to turn around. <laughs> and go home or get out of the situation or whatever but it's just or even how you talk about you know Badu sports and how you were you know obsessed with them and now you're now you're working with them you're like some kind of manifestation dream <laughs> like you're like oh I really like that oh here I am ta-da oh I really love them oh boom I'm working with them <laughs> like how does that work do you have like some kind of vision board where you're like yep that'll work that that'll work for me I'll take that please universe do you know when we talk about manifestation I always think like, there's a whole process to it hence why I never do it but then you know subconsciously I was doing it I'm doing it because I'm like no no I really want to work with such and such how am I going to make that happen what are the small steps that I can do to kind of take me to the next level and I guess that that comes into play with even with my you know degree and with my jobs when I finished my degree I got a job with YMCA and I was working as a coach but then kind of begged my boss to help to let me help on a project which then kind of opened the doors for me working with young people today. And that was mainly because I wanted to help out. And they said, oh, we can help out on operations and logistics. Now, I'm not that organised, but I was like, yes, I can do that. And it was awful because the the data and all this kind of like sitting behind the computer, I was like, oh, my God, this is horrific. But, you know, whatever. And then I, I remember just constantly telling people, I run, you know, running's really cool. And then we got to actually implement that in the program. And I was like, oh, wait, what? Now I've actually got to like organize runs for people and stuff. There she goes, manifesting again. And <laughs> there, there I go. And I guess that's what I, that's how I kind of manifest things. Like if I'm thinking about somewhere I want to be, what are the small steps? And it doesn't have to be necessarily linked to whatever. It's just like, how can I get through the door? And then when I get through the door, then I have to really show people, you know, I've got to basically shine. That's that's basically how I describe it. When you get through the door, you have to literally shine and blow people away and then take it away, you know? They're like, okay, now the, here you go. The mic's, did you hand you the mic? It's your time to shine. You're like, oh my goodness, okay. And I found that I apply that in everything I do. And it's a great, it's a great, it works for me. It works definitely like it, it definitely does and is there so is there within that ever any because it as you're talking through that 
it's like you decide on something and then you're like, right, let me take the, what's, what's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? There doesn't seem to be, from listening to you, any doubt or I'm not good enough or, well, why would they choose me? Or like, does that exist in this whole pursuit of whatever it is that you want to do? I mean, all the time, you know, like all the time. I always have self-doubt and, you know, that whole good old imposter syndrome likes to just sit by the door and be like, hey, remember me? But then it's like, I, I, can, I have two options. I can let this get the better of me or I can just be quiet and just keep going. That's where my whole like we move mantra comes in. It's like, it sounds pretty harsh and very simple obviously there are loads of things that go into come into play they'll be like weeks on end where I'm like oh my god I don't know if I'm good enough and then I'm looking obviously you know the, the good old comparison we look at other people what other people are doing and like this person is is like doing this and I'm only here do I they've been playing sports all their life or they they know this person do I fit into this equation but then I kind of you know have to sort of be like no like you know how I know how hard I work and I work I work so hard on everything that you know I, put, I lay my hands on and that is really tough to do and there'll be there'll be weeks and months on end where I'm really just like at my lowest sort of just like trying to psych myself up and tell myself you know I'm good enough to do something but it's like no you you're here for a reason there's there is no reason like why did you decide I'm not going to do a teaching degree and then go straight to sports coaching because you wanted to pursue this because you wanted to tell yourself and show other people that it's possible to just do it if you really wanted to oh, oh excuse the pun <laughs> you know you can you can do anything you just got to apply yourself and no it's not easy no there's no manual um, you just got to do what works for you and obviously stay true to yourself you know like always always remain true to yourself and that might be dressing absolutely crazy to your first ever run and now that's what people remember you by so Yes, they treat yourself, people. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're going to get to the style in a moment. But everything that you've just said is just such good advice. And I think that when you do get caught in that comparison trap, it can move you away from actually doing exactly that, being, you know, true to yourself and your mantra of, you know, we move. It's, it's that thing of, all right, so this is the situation, but forward bound and that's not to say that you as you say you don't have your your days or your weeks or your months where you're just like oh this is so hard right now but mm. then you snap back to it of right well this is this is the situation because of course you know it's not realistic to ever say that you know we're constantly moving forward that's just that's just you know not the the process of of change at all like there are those moments of of just whether it's even wallowing in it or being incredibly uncomfortable or whatever it is it's it's this you know kind of up and down process rather than rather than always moving forward but at some point you've got to go okay this is this is what's happening now what's what's my you know very next step and where has that taken you to to this day Dora with your very own running club my love ah oh, so you know like with running or anything that you do again comparison we always always go back to it and especially you know the the rise of social media 
we're always looking at the person who smashed their PB personal best. If anyone doesn't know what that is, running particularly longer or faster than your regular time. And, you know, you're like, oh, gosh, I've been injured or I've been in a rut for so long. And, you know, these people are just like really doing well and I'm not. And then you like sit in it for weeks on end or you just find yourself in situations where you're like, everyone here does not look like me. You know, I don't feel that like certain environments are not that inviting. And if that's the case, there's a certain, you know, you know me, I like to put myself in situations. I'm like, oh, there's no, there's no turn time to move back now. But it gets to a point. <laughs> it gets to a point. You're like the I... opposite of me, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not leaving my house after it started to go running anywhere, just so you know. <laughs> you know, it gets to a point where you're like, this is quite tiring. And how do I get people that I can relate with to start running? So particularly I'm talking about the trail running scene and especially especially during lockdown, became really, the first lockdown became particularly tough, especially of the rise of, um, you know, Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. The world became so loud that running, the one thing that keeps me grounded, became difficult to do. And I was staying in the countryside at the time and the only place where I could run was in local country parks, forests, and all those kind of things. So I was like, gosh, this is so amazing. This is this is actually quite wholesome. How can I, I just want to share this joy. And I remember running in this particular country park all the time and people would actually stop and ask me what I'm doing. And I just remember always being taken aback every single time because I'm like, I don't really know how to answer it. And I, I can't believe you stopped me. What do you me mean they were asking you what you would do? I will be running. I will wake up in the morning, get ready to run. I'll be running. I've got my running headphones on. I've got my running kit on. Someone would stop me as in like hand out and everything and be like, oh, what is it you're doing here? And I'm like, uh, and you know, you just get so, I was just like, I'm running. But then after when I run off and I'm like, whatever, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that this is my reality in 2020, especially with Black Lives Matter going on, I'm still being stopped and asked what I'm doing. And I'm and I was sort of like, is and this so where were you? Were you in someone's back garden? Or like were you doing, where, where, where exactly were you running that people felt the need to Southwood, stop you and ask you what you were doing? Southwood Country Park, which is open for all. That's where I was running. And I couldn't believe that people would ask me as if their name is on that thing. And I was just sort of like, I can't believe that this is what's happening I, I, and I was I just you know over the weeks everything just kept spinning in my head like is it because they don't really see black people running here or is it because it's only like dog walkers I was so I was just absolutely confused and I was just like you know what like whatever I'm just going to keep running and I was a bit disheartened as well because I was actually training for my first ultra in 2020 obviously that couldn't happen because of covid and I was just sort of like, I can't even do my race and I can't even run in the park, whatever. And I just remember being so in the dumps and I came back home and I was like, that was absolutely horrible. I don't want to run by myself ever again. So in that time, which obviously not a lot of people actually know, is that I could only run up to like 5k a day because, which obviously sounds a lot, but I'm used to running <laughs> a lot. And 30, like 25, 30 minutes was my absolute maximum because after that, 
my anxiety would just come into play and I didn't feel like I wanted to be outside and I just I was I just remember it was specifically after 30 minutes I was just so on edge and I just couldn't even function so I had to just like whisk my way back and I was like this has got to change I don't want to feel like this anymore and I remember making a new playlist I was like you know what just do what you like to do to feel good I love house music I was like I'm going to make a new playlist I'm going to go for a run and nothing's going to stop me today and I went out and ran managed to run for an hour and a half and I was just like, and I remember stopping in this park. There was this particular like foresty bit with like tall trees. And I just burst into tears. And I was just like, oh, and it was such a mix of emotions, like joy, relief. Because I was like, you know what? I can, I just broke through running over 30 minutes because I didn't feel like I was, I belonged here. Right. And I was like, I just, and then the joy was like, God, this playlist is goddamn amazing. I just felt so relieved. And also I feel so happy because this is such a beautiful environment I'm in we should all be allowed to access this. And I said, you know what, how am I going to share this joy with people like me? And that was the birth of Ultra Black Running, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I mean, I love it. <laughs> you know, I came back home and I was like, I'm going to just grab a group of, you know, my girls. I was like, I'm going to grab my girls who wants to come for a run. And first it was like, uh, Dory, you're right. And then I was like, no, like, I was like, hear me out. Like, hear me out. It's like hotter months. It's going to be cool. We're going to look amazing. We're going to enjoy ourselves. We're all together. I'm going to bring music. I'll bring my speakers. Yeah, and that was that was Ultra Black. That's how it was formed, just because of those experiences that I was experiencing. And I just wanted to share the joy. And also, I didn't want to have to ever, I didn't want anybody else to ever kind of go through those feelings that I went through. Wow. It's just... Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah. No words, honestly, but I'm just, I mean, what a, what a joy, you know, that, you know, what came out of that as a result, of course, you always try and, you know, turn these around and turn these things around and make it a positive, but I'm still just like, sorry, I I can't actually believe, and I don't want to dwell on this, but I can't actually believe the physical stopping of you whilst you were out for a run. Yeah, that is like perfectly fine to do. Yeah, it was just beyond me. And I was like, I don't know. I remember the first time I was stopped, I was like, they're probably just going to ask me for directions. And in my head, I'm like, okay, make sure you're polite and all these kind of things. And I I was just like, wow, I can't believe it. And you know what? Like, even with Ultra Black, we went on a run once to Hampstead Heath and we were taking a picture and people were like, what are you doing? What are you celebrating? Um, we were like, it's a sun, it's a Sunday, and we're out on a run. That's that's what we're celebrating, you know. And so I guess you know my whole thing is just kind of just changing, changing the narrative of who the outdoors belongs to. It belongs to absolutely everybody. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. Yes. 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 Sorry, I don't want to. Equally, I don't. I want to take keep it nice and lighthearted. No. <laughs> But it's just, it's still, and I, I don't even know why I'm saying wow, well, because actually it's not a surprise really, you know, but it's just still, every time you hear it, it still stings, you know? Mm, yeah. It absolutely does. But, and so we're moving forward now. What does 2021 have in store for, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. We're going to pause that for a second. Let's talk style. Let's talk hair. <laughs> let's talk Auntie D's beauty regime on a Sunday I mean where do we begin <laughs> I need tips. Honestly, 
I just, I don't even know where anything, all of this stuff kind of happened. Like from the, well, I can tell you where the hair color started. So I always used to rock, you know, the long weaves and then, you know, becoming a runner and constantly running, like managing my hair just became too much for me. And I was like, this is too much time that I'm spending, too much money I'm spending. I haven't got time for it. It's too annoying. And just remember saying, what should I do? for? I think it's my 21st birthday. And I asked uh, one of my cousins, what should I do? She said, oh, cut your hair. And I was like, sounds legit. Cool. Of course you didn't think twice about it. I literally cut all my hair off. <laughs> this is you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, okay. And I cut, I literally cut my hair off. And I just remember just like sitting in the chair. And I was like, oh my God, it's my hair's, my hair's, being, my hair's being cut. And I cut my hair. I was rocking this cute pixie for like a good year, two years. And then I remember going home for Christmas and... I needed a haircut but obviously you know up to Christmas things get tricky and the only place open on a Christmas Eve because you know leave things last minute why not the only place open was a barber shop and I was like there are two ways that this is going to go and I was just like you know what like (laughs) whatever let's do it and went into this barber shop and shaved my hair had a fade and I was like hmm okay this I guess this is what I'm rocking now and I just kept going with that and then I was like I want to go blonde and this was I think this was like a couple of months later with my bald head I was like I kind of want to just go blonde this experiment and I remember I was like I want to go platinum blonde specifically like silver ash blonde type of thing and I remember stalking YouTube watching YouTube and I was like this is a really long process but let's do it and you know me, again, typical fashion. I was going to, to a traditional wedding and I was like, I'm going to go ash blonde. And funny enough, I put the toner in and then realised the toner was violet hair dye. So I rinsed my hair. I rinsed my hair out thinking obviously the, the violet colour was to make it more white. It came up purple. And I literally remember jumping on FaceTime and I was like, guys, my hair is effing purple like what is going what do I do like what do I do I have to the wedding's like literally in a few hours I have to kind of go with it so I just went with it and it looked really cool and I was like yeah okay let's play around with colors so that's how the colors started because I wanted to go blonde and ended up purple you know and then I was just like yeah how can I dress this up because I look pretty crazy right now and I guess like how I look now if you don't know what I look like i look interesting and you probably will remember me from what I'd be wearing it's not interesting you look at st- like every d- just I'm just like ah oh, Dora I mean it's just n- next level fabulous all the time <laughs> just like walking around in my PE kit not looking good and there you are rocking it all <laughs> every day but I think it's like one of my favorite things about myself actually is is like my personal style and how I feel in it because give me like the oddest print I will wear leopard and zebra print at the same time in different colors and I'd actually feel at one you know um I feel at peace and I'll probably have like green hair and I'll feel really great about it and I'm like you know what I feel really I'm in my zone you know I feel like Dora so that's that's how it and that's how it goes now and I remember you know particular clothes that I used to buy things like the obvious things will always sell out and that was always my frustration right it's like gosh things are always sold out so I just have to get something else and I'm like well no one really wants that but whatever I'll buy it and it was, yeah 
I was like, do you know what? And that's what it is. That's how my style came about. It's just having to get random things and make it look good. And that's just how it's, that's how the Auntie D thing kind of came around. Just tired of things being sold out. So now I wear random prints, but it looks okay. <laughs> I love it. It looks, it looks amazing. Every time I'm just like, Laura, like, <laughs> it just looks so good all the time. You know, and, like, and even, so with, good. even with skincare, that came about because I was like, you know what? I need to look after my skin because my head is bold and my skin is the only thing you can see. So I've got to look after it. Um, then obviously it became like one of the things that when the world gets a bit too noisy, my skincare routine is those, those you know, 20, 30 minutes. That time is, that's my time to just like everything is shut out and I'm looking after myself. I feel good in that moment. I'm doing something that's that, you know, I feel good. I wear my little robe. I've got my playlist. Um, I make it as extra as possible. But that's just like my kind of, one of my coping mechanisms actually is my skincare. Hence why sometimes you get graced with uh, very long Instagram stories. <laughs> I love it. But you are just, you are just so you. Like, you're just so uniquely, unapologetically you, and it's fabulous. And even what's something that started off as mismatched and the things that never nobody ever picked up, and here you are, making it, again, just part of Dora's world. And I love it. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so what is, what what does the rest of 2021 have in store? We got off to a bit of a rocky start, but yeah, dregs of 2020 and all that. Yeah, and obviously, you know, we obviously thought, you know, everything was going to change January, not the case, but I guess 2021, I'm just going to just keep being me for first. I mean, you know, should be anyone else. <laughs> and I guess just like working towards things that really mean something to me, you know, we spent loads of time doing things. It doesn't necessarily have to be work. It could be friendships, relationships, you know, just things that don't necessarily serve us or mean anything or take us in the direction we need to go to. And I just I just want to do what I've set out. You know, we always plan, I want to do this project, or I want to work with this person, or I want to, I'm just going to just be that fearless Dora that I was those years ago, and just keep going for things. Um, that you are, not that you were, that you, that you still are. Still like there's, there's, there's nothing <laughs> about anything that makes you think that you will not achieve anything that you even mildly put your mind to let alone really focus on you know like let's be honest 2020 absolutely beat my ass but good things came from it and I know how well I'm not saying I know how to navigate a pandemic no I know that I know what I can control so I'm going to work within my means to do the things that I want to do that are going to serve me you know and obviously my amazing community around me too who are so lucky to have you and uh, do they know do they all know like the story of how you started out and just kind of you know it seems so like casual but yet you land you properly landed everything that you wanted and it almost seems accidental but it, it absolutely wasn't you know what yeah I always feel like things are so accidental but then I have like my close friends tell me like uh no because you actually like work really really hard I'm like no it just feels like things just land on my lap but that's never the case and no one I don't really like tell people enough about my story because most of the time I'm like saying about me this is about you but it's obviously people like to hear stories of how things came about so I'm gonna do more of that I suppose 
Yeah, well, I I think so because I think that you know. So when we you know went to before we went to record this, I was thinking, you know, Dora's going to tell her story of you know how she got into running, and she must have been into it, you know, when she no, (laughs) as it turns out. No, yeah. Dora just got herself into situations that she couldn't get out of. Absolutely, that required her to run, and that's how it started. And I just think that there are so many people that will put so many things in their own way of why they can't do something. And actually, you've been very just like, right? Well, I'm here, so I might as well give it a shot and and look where that's where that's got you. Yeah, it's incredible. It's yeah, it's so to look back and see where I am now. It's like so incredible, and I just love it. I love talking to people about like when people talk about their own like running journeys or fitness journeys. Even I just I get such a buzz because I'm like, and they're like, oh, you must be, you must have been like a elite person, or you must have like done sports in school. And I'm like, no, girl, absolutely not. And that's why I get so excited because I'm like, you literally can do it. You have no idea you can, and I'm going to show you that you can. I just think it's just such beauty in it. Oh, it, that that showing showing people what they're capable of, and it's you know obviously in both of what we do, it's it's through movement is the most amazing thing because it starts out as one thing, but then you know becomes this whole different you know journey with themselves that they never anticipated. You know, because for the for the most part, for <clears throat> you know as a trainer, as a coach, whatever, the majority of people will say, will come to you because they want to lose a bit of weight or they want to do this or they want to do that. And then by the end of however long, it's, it's not about that anymore. It's this, like, actually, I can do something. Actually, I, I was able to achieve this in the gym or do that in the gym or, you know, lift that weight or whatever it was. And that's something I didn't believe I could, I could do before and now I'm going to apply that same principle to the other areas of my life like it's just it just is such a good foundation for everything else and yet like I say that a big thing regardless of whether you know as coaches we we like that goal or not the majority of people are like oh I want to you know it's you know lose a bit of weight yeah. and you're like yeah cool me I'm going to take you on this journey that you don't even know you're about to go on <laughs> yeah. but on the other side of it you're gonna see just how possible it is for you to do so many other things beyond what you thought initially yeah. was to was to just come and lose weight and I think that that is just a role that I will never take for granted because it never gets tired yeah you're never like, oh, I'm bored of another person discovering what they can do after all. You know never what I mean? Ever. Every time. It, it's amazing. And and I always tell the story of um, <clears throat> an old client of mine who was in his, in his late 50s. And he said to me, after I was training him for about six months, he said to me, Jocelyn, this will mean nothing to you, but I can tie my shoelaces for the first time in 10 years. Wow. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, that means everything. Like, I still tell that story. We're not even in touch anymore, but I still tell that story because it meant everything because that is life-changing. Yeah. You know, to be able to physically do something like that is, you know, for him that, if you know, for for then that thought process to be like, oh, wait, I can do something that I thought I could. That 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 He never came in with the goal to tie his shoelaces. Oh wow! But then that's the thing that he could do, and he's like, kind of like, oh, maybe this, maybe that, and so it's that just never gets tired. And I think, I think that 
a lot of people will view us as coaches and think that we're always impressed by, you know, elite athletes and what they can do. And yeah, yeah. of course, they're amazing. And, you know, but they have a team of people around them. They uh, obviously have, you know, the genes, the, mm. the, the talent, the, all of the support to get them there. But it's the, it's the everyday person that's like, oh, you're not going to be interested in, in the, this little thing that I've achieved. Oh, no, I really give a shit about that. 100%. Like, that's the stuff that, that makes my job worth it, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, just, just more of all of that all the time. Yeah, it's just a uh, yeah. It it does it. It just never gets old. It's just so yeah. It's, it's, yeah, why 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 we're still here and why we're doing what we're doing. But my darling, so rewarding. Selfishly, that's why we're here. I'm like, this is the gift that keeps on giving, <laughs> keep giving, keep giving. And where can people find you, my love? You can lots of places. I feel find me pretty much at just seek and you shall find. No. Um, <laughs> I am on Instagram, Dora Don't Explore. Also find my running community on Ultra Black Running. And it's all one word. If you want to go for a run, don't know where to go, and you don't want to go for too long, you can find me on the Nike running app. I have some audio guided runs that are between five and like 13 minutes. So give it a go. Let me know how you get on. I love it. There is something for everyone. And then if you just want to understand the style that is Dora, <laughs> I mean, tune in on a Sunday for the yes. download. Do you like skincare Sundays with Auntie D? Tune in. It happens at any time past 6 p.m. <laughs> tune on in I love it Dora thank you so much I have just enjoyed listening to your accidental what appears to be <laughs> accidental like flipping rise to the top and I'm here for it and I'm just I'm just very excited to see what the future holds for you and just the the volume of people that you will, are already impacting and of course um, will impact to come because just your passion for what you do is infectious. And yeah, the, we are very lucky to have you in this world. So thank you so, so very much. I cannot wait to give you a huggy puggy when we're allowed I to touch, touch people. I you, know, know, yeah. you know, whenever that is, whenever that is. But And then when we do that, then you can give me some style tips, but I'm not shaving my hair. <laughs> I don't have a good shaped head. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. All yeah, right, my okay. darling, lots of love to you. You too. Thank bye you. Bye. 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 Bye.